What's going on, everybody? It's BTDM AC, aka Young Fresh to Death, aka the COVID Conqueror. Ah! And right here is Rich. Yo, you know I don't know what this nigga saying. Every time he says something, this nigga just said rawr. Rawr. Sounded kind of like Ja Rule when he rapped. No. (laughs) Hey, let's talk about the verses. Wait, we we haven't finished yet. BTMC, aka Young Fresh to Death, aka the COVID Conqueror. Ra, it's Rich. We're the most despicable podcast on the internet. Yeah, we despicable shit. Yeah, okay. Fine. Whatever. You, you even ruined the whole thing. I wasn't trying to. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. You know, my feelings aren't hurt or anything. So let's get let's get started on one of the main topics that happened this week. Uh the versus battle with Fat Joe and Ja Rule. Yeah. Um let me put it to you like this. Fat Joe ain't have enough hits. Trash. It wasn't trash. I thought it was trash. And I'm going to tell you what. I tried to watch this thing. I really did. I just sat and tried to watch this versus. And I was just like, first of all, I don't like rap concerts. Because most rap concerts, you have their, their hype man in the back. Their leveling is off. They're, they're screaming over the microphone. It's not, it's, it's not a fun experience for I me agree. unless you're like, there. Look, the only rap concert I ever been to that I like is Tech Nine. Tech Nine is ridiculous. Him, Chris Calico, ridiculous live. Yeah, that's the only rap concert that I've been to where I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, this this is worth the money. It was a good show. He rapping good. He's not screaming it to the microphone. Yeah, but everybody else, trash. Yeah, that whole Fat Joe Jaro thing, like. First of all, I'm not a big fan of either of them. Let's get that out the way. I like Lean Back from Fed Joe's Lean. Lean Back. Uh, lean, lean Back. back. Lean, lean Back. And what's the what's the other one? All the way up? Yeah. yeah. I like those, but I'm all the way up. But besides that, I can't think of I you can I can't name another Fat Joe song where I'm just like, yo, this this nigga fire, you know what I'm saying? I just can't. I mean, Fat Joe's been on some features. But I agree with you. I mean, I know a lot of Fat Joe songs, but I can't name them. I just know them when I hear them. Yeah. That that being said, I know all them Ja Rule songs. The radio made sure of it when we was coming up. Yeah, exactly. I knew it. I know every Ja Rule song. I don't even I don't like Ja Rule. I've I, never liked Ja Rule. This is the thing I like about Ja Rule. Ja Rule and Irv Gotti, they was writers, man. They was writing a lot of these songs. Yeah, they were running the yard from what nineteen ninety nine to like. No, it was it was it was more like two thousand and one. Two thousand, you sure? Yeah, it was like that. Two, yeah, because I was in middle school. You know, it was two two thousand. Two thousand one to about two thousand four. Mm, yeah, and, and then after two thousand four, I think that's when um uh, I think Wayne ran it for a little bit, and then once we got to two thousand eight, it's been Drake ever since. Mm. And I, I'm not a big fan of Drake, but let's be honest. Drake is the guy. Yeah, he's he's the uh, artist of our I mean, generation. I mean, he's, right now, Drake is still the face of hip-hop. Mm. Hip-hop, like rap, like mainstream rap, hip-hop. It was pop, yeah, pop, hip-hop, sure. Main, mainstream, that. yeah. Like, you got, yeah. He, that's what I'm talking about when I say the face of hip-hop, because the underground stuff, like, everybody in this too, like, before I go too far off, Moreland Craft. I'm a huge Moreland Craft fan. Dude got bars today. I enjoy his music. He talk about some real shit. But going back, going back to the uh, verses, it took me back, man. When I was listening to all them Jaru songs, it just it was like time traveling for me. Like it took me back to different places and different times, just because of just the nostalgia. Yeah, it's the nostalgia are. of it. And like uh, that being said, did you see Ashanti? Oh my gosh! That Did you woman see is fine. Ma. That woman is fine. Oh, Lil Mo was God. there. She was okay. You know who was it? Lil Mo. Lil Mo. Oh yeah, Lil Mo was out there. Yeah. Hey, man, Fat Joe was so disrespectful to Lil Mo. Yeah. He was calling her dusty. Said she was a crackhead. I don't know why would you even like. Why would you even do that? That's what makes. That's what made it so cringy. You know, it's cool mm-hmm. if they if you gonna have some witty banter back and forth oh yeah i did this you don't know nothing about that but it was just so out of control and it felt so forced and i was just like both of y'all negroes is corny so i don't understand yeah, they corny as a mother. 
I mean, reading the comments though, the comments section, that was the fire. Because yeah. every time Ja Rule performed, everybody kept saying, man, it should have been 50 Cent. It should have been 50 Cent. <laughs> it's like, hold on. Them niggas got real beef. Yeah. They can't be around. They like, had Gucci Man and um Jeezy on the same. They had beef. No, nah, these niggas shooting at each other, killing people kind of beef. Man, Gucci Man tried to get, uh no, Jeezy tried to get Gucci Man killed. He tried to hire a hitman for him. So they, they had beef beef. Then you had uh, Monica and Brandy on there. A beef for a battle is good. Like no, I, no, not these. These niggas got like they still on site. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put these niggas around each other. Like they got beef. Plus, I'm gonna be honest. Jaru got hits, but that nigga Fifty, that nigga Fifty guy hits like the nigga Fifty. Like I think he stopped having hits. Fifty came out like 2000. One two thousand two ish. He had hits all the way up until two thousand sixteen. Because he had that one song with Chris Brown, "Bitch, I'm the man." Ho, I'm the man. He stopped rapping after he lost to uh, Kanye, and that was in what kind, what album was that when they made that bit in Kanye? It was it wasn't College Dropout. No, he was, was rapping. It? He was rapping after College Dropout. What was the what was the one they had made the bet for? And then Fifty hasn't rap. I haven't seen him rap on a song since then. No, that was like you, you two- just you just ain't been paying attention. Fifty then stopped rapping until like 2014, 2015. Mm. and then Fifty was still making songs. Like Fifty got hits. I he got a couple songs that would just end it all. Yeah. So I like Ja Rule, but Fifty Cent got something for everybody. He got something for the ladies. He got hardship for the for uh, guys who like rap. And then he got some real gangster shit for the thugs. Like, nah. Yeah, no. Well, that first album, Get Rich or Die Trying. His first, it's amazing how you drop up your first album is a classic. And yeah. then you run it back with your second album, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And um, then you have G Unit and every last one of well, not every last one. No, album. Not everyone. Young Buck's album was a classic, and I'll stand by it. I know some people disagree and say young. Boy. I disagree, I, but but it got now it got some songs on it. It's classic, bro. No, we, but we, the whole album. Go ahead and look it up. But the whole yeah, album. I'll look up the whole track All list because right, I had this argument with uh my brother earlier. So I. I but go go ahead and look it up. Why are you looking it up? Look, I'm gonna talk about this though. I was really really into it. Forest of songs. I just like listening to them. It takes me back, and I think Fat Joe could have did a lot better because Fat Joe. Had, Fat Joe got some good features. Yeah. I don't think Fat Joe really prepared for it. Like he could have, he could have, I think it was how he was playing his songs and the order he's playing his songs in that made Ja Rule just like destroy him. But the next versus is going to be pretty dope, depending on who it is. Mm. I think they already announced it. I got to look it up. But what, what I want to see is Dr. Dre and Timberland. Go song from song, either produced or rapped themselves. Now that's the verses. Because Dr. Dre got hits. Timbaland got hits too. I'm gonna say this and nobody and every I know every I say this every week. Dr. Dre has hits, but there's a point in time where every Dr. Dre song kind of sounded the same. Well the I, beats. I, I I agree with that. So but I, I would I would tell you this though, but Dr. Dre has produced some 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 shit, man. Dr. Yeah, no, I'm not. He's one of the he is by far probably the greatest, though the greatest producer of all time. See, I, I would say I would normally say yeah, but Timberland. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's arguably, like, yes, Timberland is so, the only person you could say is probably on on that level because you got to realize, all right, Aaliyah, her whole career is from Timberland. Missy Elliott, mm-hmm. that's Timberland. Who who else am I thinking about? Um, that one that one girl, um, Nelly Furtado, Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah. Like the only part. Look, my big three of producers when it came to rap and music and R and B has always been Timberland, Dre, and Pharrell. Well, more so the Neptunes, but the Asian dude must have like I don't know somehow fused with Pharrell, and that's why they didn't <laughs> stay looking young for so long because <laughs> some shit like that. But um. The Neptunes, like those were the guys. Like that, that was our childhood for us rap in there. But, but yeah, switch beats and what? What's the one white dude name? Scott Storch. You don't know who that is. But 
that's it. The big three is Pharrell, Dre, and Timbaland. Mm-hmm. And Timbaland be having such like when I break down his beats and listen to it, I just be like, how does that even work? I would say I um watched this YouTube video and we may post this in the show notes, but it was a YouTube video of this guy. He was breaking down rollout, Chris's rollout. Yeah. And he was like, where can you find the downbeat on rollout? And the thing is, the the song is so simple, but so complicated. There is no downbeat. And Ludacris literally just rides the back end of the beat. So, like, it was, the dude made, like, a maybe a 10, 15-minute video, and he's, like, writing it out in, like, music notes and stuff like that. So, here's this, this, this but this doesn't work here. And I was like, yo, this dude is a genius. And he only took, like, a couple of seconds off a song, and then, you know, like, and mixed it up, chopped it up, and then made a whole brand new sound with it. And, like, that's genius right there. So. Yeah, like, so here we go. Part of me wants to throw Kanye West in that picture just because of how revolutionary he is. But the reason why I can't put him with them, he got way too many misses. Yeah, he does have a lot of misses. Like, like he's a genius, and like he 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 revolutionized rap, revolutionized rap. Like he changed stuff, so he's a genius in that fact. But man, when he missed, he missed. It's like he sometimes it's like, oh, you're finna play t ball, and every swing he just he just doesn't even hit the little pole holding the ball up. He just spins around whoosh, and misses everything completely. Yeah, but when he own he when he own he doing good, man. Mm-hmm. His he got some sounds, but. But what was I saying? Oh, Timbaland. All right. So in that Leah song, you know, Dirty South, huh? It's the man with the big B.A. You know what I'm talking about? If I let you go. No. Yeah. I don't like pop music. Everybody, but, you're like, Mac doesn't know anything. It's because Mac is a metalhead. All right. So, but in, so. <laughs> in that song, he had a baby rattle and a baby laugh in the beat. Yeah. And it worked. Like, I, I didn't even notice that until, like, I was listening to it recently, and I was like, doom, 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 doom. Oh, my God, is, is that a baby ball? Or am I, am I uh, like, uh? Ah! Oh, okay, I know what song you're talking about. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't. Okay, yeah, I know what song you're talking about. Because I was like, what song are you talking about? I, everybody knows that song. I'd be, I have to hand in my black card for, uh, not knowing that song because that was super huge in the 90s. So, all right, I'm speaking to the black delegation right now <laughs> on our Instagram at the official Despicable Podcast, on our Facebook as the Despicable Podcast. Let us know if we should take Max Black Card. Okay, whatever. We've played the um, did not know what's, what's that black card? The black card game I no, got? No, 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 no. We played black card revoked. Black card, we played black card revoked, and currently I am up. Okay, don't let Rich fool you. <laughs> no, we play the game black card revoked with all our friends, and I am normally the winner. You know, Rich wins sometimes, but you know, it's fine. You know, second Man, place don't hurt sometimes. Just hurt. let us know if we should take this nigga black card. Okay, whatever. I knew the song. I knew the song. Now you gonna get traded? We the black delegation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but um, yeah, like didn't need to get off his high horse because him and Jermaine Dupri will be a good battle. Mm -hmm. They both did a lot of R and B songs because he's saying he's talking about all y'all. I'm gonna crush you with that. You got to realize Jermaine Dupri have produced some big artists. And you know, for me, I don't think Diddy is Jermaine Dupri has made artists and he's also like made music and he's also paid people money yeah <laughs> and diddy is just like a guy who just show he he showed up with the funds and then he just in the background dancing he don't write any of his raps nope he don't he i don't even think he produces any of his own music does he, he doesn't does he make beats i don't think he makes beats no no he doesn't make beats so i don't understand what is he contributing? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, here's my problem with Diddy, right? The way he came out. And this is always going to be suspect to me. He came, his rise to fame was profiting off of Biggie Small's death. Yeah. And that's always kind of, that's always kind of been off to me. 
he he rolled Biggie Smalls fame. Then he he used his death to project himself up. Like no, he put the man in danger to put himself up because they fueled that East Coast West Coast beef just so they can make more money. Well, you gotta look at it like his songs, like some of his biggest songs, was all dedicated to Big. He did the song with Faith Evans, the Sting remake. You know, every step you take or whatever. He did that. Then he did the more money, more problems that had Biggie in it. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I didn't like the songs. I just like I didn't like the fact that like without Biggie Smalls or without using Biggie Smalls' death to make music, he wouldn't be who he is. He used him to get up. Don't get me wrong. He did. You know what? He did produce the beats. He did. Yeah, he did. It just made me think about it. Biggie Small, like his first album, did he did produce that? But it's just I I didn't like it. Mm. I, I didn't like it because like uh, learning like you no know, watching the uh, pick Biggie Smalls. That, it was an interesting fact that he didn't really care to rap rap over some of the beats that he made for him because they he had a rapping over R and B stuff. You know, back in the day, like no, nah, I'm a hardcore rapper. I don't really, I ain't trying to be that guy. Right. So Diddy did do that, but I don't know. That always sit wrong. But they act like Jermaine Dupree didn't bring up Bow Wow. Cause like talk Bow Wow corny now, but when he was a little kid, if you if it's some females listening right now, y'all was listening to this nigga. Yeah. All right. They they was in love with Bow Wow. Bow Wow was a marketing. He don't act like Jermaine when he first Dupree came didn't out. Give us Usher. Yeah. Oh, and the brat. And the brat. Yeah. And and and, the brat and, is so and a lot fine. of other people. That woman is so so fine. Yeah, I've been saying that for years. I was saying it for years too, and everybody was looking at me like the brat. Are you serious? I'm like, y'all don't know. Man, you just got like take them baggy clothes off and put her in some, some tight stuff, right. and you will see what I'm talking about. Man, when she was in, showed up in celebrity. Uh, was it celebrity? No, it was some VH1 reality show where they had the celebrities in there. And they had some dinner, and she showed up in a dress and made up. I said, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I've been telling y'all from the beginning. Y'all didn't know. Now, it's the What Do You Like video. Oh, the What Do You Like video? She had on a bikini. Yeah. And we ain't never seen like, her like that before. He was like, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> he was like, man, you like the brand. I'm like, bro, you won't see what I see. Right. I see it. You can't hide from me. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, the verse, the verses was fun for me. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it. I you thought it was got, terrible. Guys talking, reminiscing, talking about old times and stuff. Like I said, for me, it was like a time travel machine. It was just taking me back to different places and all that stuff. I remember when I was doing a paper route. Like I used to do a paper route with my uh, my aunt Sharon. I sit mm-hmm. in the back and I roll the papers up and give it to them, and she toss them out. So it would cut her time, and she used to pay me. And like every morning, that song would. Um, Ja Rule and Mary J. Blinds came over a rainy day. Mm. Just what a rainy day. True, <laughs> baby. You know, I you know what kills me about Ja Rule? He every single like he would put out a song and it'd be a duet with an RB singer. Yeah. And he would ruin every single <laughs> song. And it was a hit. And he would ruin it like, um, what was that song? Uh Every little thing that we do yeah. between me and you. I'm like, okay, Christina Milian, I'll see what you do it. No, it's coming in there with the underdogs. I'm like, yo, bro, where, where, where's this tumble ship coming from? Like, bro, another hold on, another rapper that ruined who was doing duets during that time. What? Uh Wyclef. Wyclef. <laughs> Wyclef was doing duets. He was doing a bunch of duets, and he was ruining every hey, song. I don't care what nobody saying. My song is someone please call 911. <laughs> old girl, he ruined old girl's career. Because that song, you know, they say two wrongs don't make it right. So she's like, she's she's killing it. Don't make it right. Then here he comes. They say two wrongs don't make it right. I'm like, bro, I need uh, you to get on key. What did you do? <laughs> But it, it was it was all fun. I, like I said, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. I hope they give us something pretty good. Um, give me Fred Hammond versus Kirk Franklin. I'd rather see um, <clears throat> Kirk Franklin versus um, uh, he he raps sometimes. He got that one sign. Uh, I'm trying to think of the song. It was gonna be Tatrabet. Tatrabet, yeah. <clears throat> That would, that would be fun. He's basically just new Kirk Franklin, so I guess so. Yeah, 
that was, that was right here. He did, he did like, like the beat sounded like a trap song, but it was about God. And it was like, I, I remember, for people who don't know, my brother is a very hood person, right? Mm-hmm. So I had him in the car and I put that on. And he like, who is this? And he listened to it. He's like, yeah, I like this. And then he started singing the lyrics and he was just like, hold on, this gospel? He's like, man, doing got me listening to gospel. You know I ain't right. Turn this off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what rap verse Kirk Franklin would be fine. Yeah, I would like that. That that'll be a fun verses to have. And they both got a lot of energy. They're both good. Yeah, I think that would be fine. That's that's what they should do. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a gospel one. We've had two, like who? Let me see. That was Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle. Then we had the Isleys versus, um, who did the Isleys go? Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Come yeah. on, man. Your black car slowly slipping, man. <laughs> I, I knew who it was. I just, it's the, my, slipping away, man. Yeah. So, like, there was that. And the the one only verses I, like, sat and watched all the way through and then watched it again was Erica Badu and Jill Scott. That was a good one. It was a real, the, the energy there was just so amazing. Yeah. And I was like, these women, especially because I'm in love with Jill Scott. Anybody know? I, I love that woman. I said, she like, I love you. Jill, I love you. I'll simp for you. Please. <laughs> Come find me. Damn, this is like, please. Please, <laughs> baby. Please. <laughs> I'll, what do you say? I'll, uh, I'll cook your food. Yeah, I will. I will. Hey, I look, I enjoy that. This is just me mainly because I like the music, I like the vibe, and they're both not bad to look at. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Erica Badu, when they see when you see her from the side, you see why everybody who talks to her just get woke. Yeah, well, Erica Badu. Like at first, I didn't really get the Erica Badu thing, and then it wasn't until I. Turn like 14 to 15, where it was like, oh, okay. Jill Scott, like, I think Pew really, really hit me when she, uh, I saw her video, you getting in the way. And I don't know, she didn't even dress in anything provocative or nothing. I just saw that woman and I was like, I love her. I've been in love with her forever. Hey, I like Jill Scott music. She, she's also a beautiful woman. They're both, they're both beautiful women. They're a very beautiful woman. They're very beautiful woman. They wear the natural hair. I just, mm-hmm. I like it. It was, it was just a nice vibe. Yeah, they yeah they give out a good vibe now. The rest of these verses, Maybe, I just it's ugh. been others that's been pretty decent. I I know you don't really care for a lot of that music, so you are biased. Yeah, you you are very biased, so you can't listen to Matt. That's what happens. So so He's I, biased. No, I my thing is I like I like aggressive music. I want to play. I want to when I play music, I want to like it's music that if I'm riding a bike and I want to just go really, really fast and just do crazy stuff. Or if I'm playing the game and it's a high action game, I like my music aggressive. And the only natural progression from gangster rap to crunk was just heavy metal and speed metal and all that stuff. It was the only way I could only way I can go. I just like I like the energy. I like the hypeness of it all. And you know something that I've been doing lately and it's just some people will say it's weird. I've been listening to like R and B as I play like Warframe or Call of Duty. Yeah, that is a bit jarring. It helps me focus. Mm. Like I'll be sitting there listening to Careless Whisper, <laughs> singing along, just playing. I've gotten better. That's just been my thing lately. Mm. I've also gotten into um. That's another thing. I like um, techno and rhythm based like stuff like yeah. that or music with chip tunes. Oh man. I, I like that. I like I like dub stuff like Double Johnny. You have you heard of Double Johnny? I've probably heard something. Double Johnny is one of my favorite. Of course, Skrillex. It's a, it's a couple more I listen to, but I like the vibe. Like when I want to just like do like Jagermeister with Red Bull, and I just want to wild out. You know, I want to listen. Five to Finger that. Death Punch. Yeah, that's what she. That's Five Finger Death Punch music. Like yeah, Jaeger, Monster Energy Drink. Woo! Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, but. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I, I can't do that now. I'm a little too, I'm too older. I'm bigger. I gotta leave the Hulk where the Hulk needs to stay. Man, also I went to a, a metal concert because it was one of my favorite bands, uh, Phineas, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm finna get in the mosh pit. Mm-mm. I, I didn't realize how old I didn't realize how old I was until I got in that mosh pit, 
And then I was like, oh, yeah, you know, after the adrenaline wore off and I woke up the next morning, sore, sore, couldn't move. I was like, oh, my God, what, what was I thinking? It was not. As somebody <laughs> who used to love to be in the middle of pits, <clears throat> I can say it right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, look, that's a young man's game. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. we ain't old. For we for mosh pit, we old. Yeah, right? for the mosh pit, it's like, it's like you want to, uh, it's, it's like it's that humbling experience when you play your son in basketball and he starts crossing you over and you're like, <sighs> you're struggling to keep up with him. So, really different. Because yeah. if I would have had a son, I would be in phenomenal shape right now. <laughs> I'll be dunking on that nigga till he 18. <laughs> like, that's just me. I'm ultra competitive. So if I had another, another boy, another man in the household for me to compete against, then, yeah, I'd be in great shape right now. I've changed my tone. Like, I've changed how I've done things with my son. Normally, I'm trying to be a, the encouraging father. Like, listen, I can help you through this. We can do this together. And blah, blah, blah. You know, like, he wants to learn how to play Street Fighter. And he was getting upset because he couldn't figure out. I'm like, no, son. This is how you throw a Hadouken. No, That's you're supposed you to make him learn and torture him until he mm. get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I could do that, but I don't know. I love I love my son too much. Let me tell you about my my nephew. All right, he nephews to, and brothers are different. He but... used to suck at video games, right? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, Uncle Richard, can you help me play the game? All my friends beat me up in this game. I say, all they do, put the game in, nephew. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know, but you know what happened? Hmm. After playing me all that time, constantly getting beat. He would get mad and cry. I'm done. And I'd be like, nah, you ain't done. If you're done, you're getting one to the chest. I would make him keep playing with me. He came back to me. He was like, after playing with you, I was able to beat all my friends. I was like, I know. You know why? It's called training. It's called practice. You play against somebody who's better than you to get better. It's like, oh, now I'm going to play the game with that little nigga. Because <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh. I got more to combat. Let's play it. I'm like, oh, you ain't ready for this Johnny Cage, man. I'm. It was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it no, was no. like, you <clears throat> used to be a good game with you. What you old now? I was like, nephew, Dang. when I see you, it's like that. And I, I turned the game headset off. And part of me was proud because I trained him to be like that. Yeah, but you, your pride was I hurt. I forgot that he was my blood, so I created a monster. You remember how it was. Yeah. If I would lose, I would just dedicate myself to not losing. Here's the story. It was a game called Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3. Mm-hmm. Everybody was pretty decent, and I was sucking. He was sucking pretty hard. We was watching him. I, I took, got the game. We was on uh, Christmas vacation, and then I ruined the game from everybody because no one can beat me. And you know what these punks did? They just stopped playing. Like, you know what? It's not fun anymore. Let's play something different. I'm like, fuck you guys. All right? It was all funny games when we was beating up on Rich. But then once Rich started beating up on everybody, I want to quit. Fine. Be like that. But that's besides the point. Well, now my nephew is like that. Okay. First off, with that game, we had already been playing. There's a, oh, there's a part two to this story. So, uh, you talking about part so two. So part two to the story was that. That was years later. Me, <laughs> me and a friend was like, you know what? Let's just pick up Buddha. Let's pick up Budokai three again. Let's just start playing it, you know, for fun or whatever. Rich comes over and he's talking mad stuff. Y'all can't beat me. I've been mad though. Now y'all back on this game. I can't wait to do this. Blah 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 blah. Right. So All right, before you go for it, let's admit that this was years later. This was a about a year you know, or two this later. About two years later. Two years later. So right. basically, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna give the caveat. So we were all basically on the same level. Rich was still beating us, right? Rich was still, like, he was handily beating us. But it was pretty clear we were kind of close to him. We were inching close to him. Rich is like, all right, I'm gone. I'm going to go uh, go to this chick house. So he leaves. He's gone for three hours. He comes back. We are washing him in this game. Like he had a rubber ducky, he had the towel wrapped around his head, and he was just <laughs> hopped out the shower. He exfoliated his face. That's how much of a wash he was getting. And he was just like, "What happened? I was only gone for three hours." And I'm like, "Hey, man, it is what it is." So he hasn't played it since. So this is all I'm going to say. 
You know what I was doing for three hours. <laughs> I was depleted. <laughs> I was weak. <laughs> and, and I couldn't focus. Oh, okay. You should be able to. Look, I'm supposed to be competitive, right? Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to want to push. Well, I was in a happy mood. I was a happy guy. <laughs> All right? That's not fair. Plus, plus, at that point, it had been years ago, and I was like, I was done with the game. I beat that game on the hardest difficulty without getting hit. I was destroying that game. Like, mm-hmm. it was called Z3. I've unlocked everything there was to unlock in that game. If this was a game with trophies, I would have platinum it because mm-hmm. I did not lose. Like, let me tell you how bad they was getting powered up characters. I'm beating these guys with, like, regular characters. Yeah, he was killing us. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> he was destroying us. Like, that's, I, I, I put a lot of time in that game. So, once I lost, I was like, I was at a crossroad. I was like, man, you know, I could go back and do this, but I just don't. I'm done with the game, all right? It's fun to play with people, but I want I need to put my energy into a different game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's all it was. It is what it is, you know. Good times, you know. Big part of my childhood was everybody getting together playing video games. You, we can't even do that now. I don't even know kids who who get together and just like cuz before it was a big thing every weekend. Everybody will get up at the crack of dawn and come to my house. And then we would sit there from like 8 a.m. to like. Well, no, no, no. We got to realize we would always take a break and walk to McDonald's. Yeah. But I mean, basically, we would spend the entire day in my basement playing video games, laughing it up, yucking it up. And be doing it like we all disappear for a while and come back. But we pretty much be there all day. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I like being able to play a game online with people, but it's just it's different. Yeah. Like I still like I still would prefer to just meet up, even though you know things are different. We got jobs. We got jobs, family, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's not the same, but that was that was fun. Like playing Street Fighter or some Marvel vs. Capcom two, Marvel vs. SNK, or just us picking a story game and then passing the control around and experiencing that game together. You know, stuff like. That bit of camaraderie, I just don't make. I don't see that now, but I guess it's for a different generation. They have their own thing that they do. They never know what it's like to be laughing at Resident Evil Cole Veronica's voice actor. (laughs) (laughs) He he said, Whoa, what power? That shit was funny. Our audience won't know anything about that. Resident Evil Cole Veronica was a game on the Dreamcast. Yeah. Yeah. The Sega Dreamcast. That that was good times. Yeah, those were good times. That that area between two thousand two like, and stuff. That like, those are the good years. These the PlayStation three and all stuff like it did a lot for gaming, but it ruined the like it ruined the camaraderie to get together. It's like hey, let's meet up online, let's play the game. It really ain't the same. It's just meeting up at a house, snacks, liquor, playing a game. Like whenever we get together and we play the game, it always just seems funner. Yeah. When we playing online. Yeah, it is. Cause it, I mean, I guess it's the whole point of that feeling of togetherness. Yeah. You know, cause no human being is supposed to really be alone. You know what I'm saying? No, we're very social creatures, and yeah, we've managed to do it online. But it's not the same. It's never the same as just having somebody there. It's nothing. Look, <clears throat> it's no better feeling. Then you whooping your homie's ass in the game and you see him get mad and you just keep pressing that button until he snap. It's mm-hmm. nothing. I'm gonna call out my boy V. Oh, I knew you was coming with this story. Here you go. I no, I'm not telling the story. Oh. Okay. I, just, I used to love to play a game and beat V. Because V's ultra competitive. And when he started losing, he started getting mad. Fuck you. You a hoe. You ain't shit. <laughs> that's no better feeling but don't let mac don't let mac fool you he does this shit too he just he makes like snide comments oh well, you want me to help you oh i can show you how to do this like he getting off on this shit that like, is, no no i genuinely want to help my friends i am a very helpful person i'm like man you really getting whooped you know you should really try this i'm i'm the coaching type they don't like it because well Cause while I'm like totally destroying them, they are um 
I'm like, hey, you should probably do this. You should probably do that. Right. So they're getting they're getting beat up, and I'm just like, right. oh yeah, you didn't do this. Like there was one time Richard refused to block, and I just do not understand that. All through high school, it was like, you stop blocking and let me hit you. And I'm like, <laughs> so when I would play games, I was literally all offense, mm-hmm. no defense. So like I would just attack, then I wouldn't block. Yeah, yeah. Lose it after losing for so long, I was like, you know what? Fine. But what I, what I would do, I found the loophole in Soul Calibur and other games. I would find characters who had a lot of evasive attacks, a lot of mm-hmm. dodges, a lot of a lot of parries, a lot of escapes. Because even though blocking's okay, I don't really care for blocking. I like to go forward. I like to pressure. That's just the type of person I am. Right. And it's just like, here's an example. All right, this is going to tell you who I am. My favorite character in Mortal Kombat is Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. I like to showboat. I like to go for it. I like to pressure with high, low, mids attacks, and I only block if it's absolutely necessary. No. That's 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 yeah, me. That's about right. It's very aggressive. Yeah, that's me as a gamer. Yeah, and and, and it's fun for me. But yeah, I was taught a valuable <clears throat> lesson by these niggas. If I did not block, I was gonna constantly lose. So you know, I, and that's another thing about constantly having your friends over for that because you really learn about. Who you are during those times? Yeah, yeah. Um, because Rich was always had always had a chip on his shoulder. He always had something to prove. And me, I was always very conniving and kind of lackadaisical. <clears throat> so you, those you, are things you'll learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about yourself hey, when you're with you your friends like that. You want to grow. You got to evolve. You got to change. Yeah. But funny, he talks about the chip because I had an older brother. Who put this giant ass ship on my shoulder? And this nigga Mac did the same thing to his younger brother. Oh yeah. Shit's not cool. Alright, so to all my younger brothers out there, I know how you feel. And fuck them niggas, right? <laughs> I, I just gotta say that because I had this giant ass ship on my shoulder. I mean, I was so competitive. I had to prove that I was better. If you spit next to me, I would spit farther. That's that's how bad I was. My little brother's competitive too. He's very competitive. After years of just embarrassing him and him, he always wanted to prove himself. And that was another. And that's another thing. When you have your friends over and you were physically there, and you're egging each other on, you want to prove that you belong there. You know what I'm saying? You want to prove that not only do you belong there, but you can sit above everybody else that you have the ability to be something yeah that's one of the biggest things like the best feeling is knowing that can't nobody really mess with you in this game and everybody mm-hmm. trying to get you at the top but you look at that like nah little people yeah put your big boy pants on you can't can't get up here without the big boy pants so yeah, yeah it feels good yeah let's move on to the next subject okay, all right so, so the next subject we're going to talk about these badass mothers and uh, the internet and uh, the things that happen. So it, it hurts me because we had this whole wholesome conversation about camaraderie and hanging out with your friends. And that one was, and now we're jumping into something that is so toxic and something that really just, it really hurts my soul that these news stories happen. So, I mean, both of them pissed me off. Like mm-hmm. both, both of them had me mad. I was, I was on fire. Yeah. Because, I mean, all right, so the first story is this mother killed her son over an SD memory card. It's, it's just an SD memory card. I'm like, yo, you can buy another one. So the story was she makes six figures. Like, she was well off. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is on this memory card that you had to shoot your son? Now, the story is that she went to therapy or whatever. She was having mental health issues. But you know what? I'm tired. You know, I'm not, I don't want to give nobody a pass on mental health issues. Because I'm tired of that. It's too, it's too much help out there. It's, it's too many ways to get help. And I understand that it's hard, but as an adult, you got to deal with your shit. And yeah. because you didn't deal with your shit, your son paid the price for it. Yeah. And that, that's, and that's what hurts me because you got, you got a good kid who's paying because you don't want to deal with your problems. And I understand that it's hard sometimes, but he didn't ask to be born. He did not ask me more. She pistol whipped him twice with a revolver. She pistol whipped her son. No, she just no. She just she didn't pistol whip him. She just she shot him in the head. 
She shot him in the no, head. No, he said she pistol whipped him twice. Pistol whipped him twice and shot him twice. Yes. I'm even more mad right now. Like, like over an SD card, over something that you can get for me. What fifty bucks? She probably had her nudes in there. I'm sorry, that was. <laughs> but like, like, it, but it's still, it's like, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy, and I don't understand it, and it, it gets under my skin, and it's just like her family. They're like, you know, she had mental problems and she she was trying to get help. And and then and that's what breaks me. It's like she was trying to get help. But I don't know. If you have a mental issues like that, why do you and that's why do you have custody? Why do you have son? custody of your son? If you have issues like that, you should not have custody of your son. You should not have custody of any children. If you are struggling with something mentally like that, and you're like one bad day, and you know, like People know when they're one bad day of like going off the, com- the complete deep end. You they, have that moment. Know. You have that moment where you stare at the edge, and you know if something happens, you're gonna be too far gone. So I just don't. I don't see how you let something like that slide through the cracks. Like I, I just, I just don't. And that's something complete. That's a whole other story about her family court and whatnot that we can get into. But I don't. We don't need to get into it. We ever. But the reason why we don't need to get into it because everybody know how family court works. They yeah. already know who gets the shard and the stick. The the fact of the matter is, she had issues. She didn't deal with those issues, and her her son paid the price for it. Twelve years old. Twelve. Twelve. My son is gonna be eleven this year, and he still looks small to me. Like it. I I can't imagine my twelve year old finding out that my twelve year old son was shot in the head twice by his mom. I wouldn't. I I would lose. I don't know what I could do with myself. It's, it's hard to say what you could do. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And like from what his father said and other people, that he was a good kid. Yeah, he was the, a kid, you know. He and, was good. He wasn't really bad. He was into anime and all that other stuff. And it's just it's sad. It, it, I mean, it just. It's sad. I, I really don't know too much to say other than if you have a mental issue, please go take care of it. Like, I'm a big advocate for therapy. Therapy saved me. No, I lost some family members and I was in a really dark place. I'm talking about I was drinking like a fifth of liquor every day. Mm. I, w- I was in a bad place. No, I, I saw everything that I was working for falling down around me and getting bad. And uh, I had to go to therapy. Yeah. I, I had to deal with it. I'm somebody who is currently in therapy because I have a lot of issues that I have to deal with. <clears throat> and it took a while for me to just say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Because when you reach to it, when you get to a point where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. This is too hard. What's the point of going on? And everything is just constantly piling on you, especially with our generation now. We have the highest stress level out of any generation. So mental getting therapy, working through your problems, you must do that. You have to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> if you don't do that, it's, it's going to hit you. You can't avoid it. You can't run from it. It's going to hit you. It, yeah, and it's going to manifest and it's not, it never manifests into something healthy. Never. It's, it's, it's always bad. Mm-hmm. And it always does something to mess with your life. For me, I almost lost a job that I was at, I think it was like 13, 14 years. Mm -hmm. I almost got fired because I wasn't dealing with my problems. And the only thing that saved me from getting fired is because that I've been there for a long time. I was a pretty good worker. And they knew the problems that I had. They knew what was going on. Like I just said, like I was losing like everybody in my life. Everybody was close to me and it was happening back to back, like five to six months apart. And it was like everybody. I should have went to therapy. A lot of people told me to go to therapy and I didn't listen and I almost ruined everything. So if you're listening to this, take your ass to therapy and deal with your shit. That's why I've been an adult. Now, on the other end of this, not, it's not on the other end of the spectrum, but this other story, though. Oh, this bitch. I think this one made me angrier than the child. And I'm. Because the, at least the lady the lady had mental issues. Yeah. So it was like, it's, I'm not calling it an excuse, but she, she had mental health problems. This lady is just cold. And this is a form of abuse that 
that will always stay with him forever. This woman, so this, basically the story was this YouTuber, she gets caught like because she didn't edit the video properly. Mm-hmm. And she got caught like telling her son, you got to cry like this. You got to cry like this. He's like, I'm crying for real. He's re- The boy's dog found out. He found out his dog was sick and the, the dog could die and stuff. Yeah. And she just, she's making a, she's trying to vlog about it, make YouTube and trying to look all sad. White woman, mind you. And this white, and she's faking tears and stuff. She's like, here, you got to cry like this. You got to make this face. You got to cry for real. Like, cry, cry. He's like, I'm crying for real. What really bothered me is that she was so worried about the video and the vlog. She wasn't really comforting her son. She wasn't no. trying to console him. She wasn't trying to do anything. She was just doing it for views. <clears throat> so he's crying. And she's just like, no, cry like this. Move like this. It's like, lady, like, he, he needs you to be there for him right now. He don't care about this video. He said that his dog going to die. Mm-hmm. Like money is so important to people. It's not even. It's not money. It's clout. Well, that, no, no. It's 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 everybody does those YouTube for clout, but it's for money. It all comes down to money, right? They they want sponsors for money. They they're doing this for money, okay? And money is so important to people. And money and attention. Let me say this: money and attention is so important. Is that they would do anything right now. Like morals have gone away. Mm. Like so many people, and I'm not just talking about women, I'm talking about everybody. So many people do things for attention and money that they're just ruining their life. And like it's just like it's always been like that, Rich though. And I and I'm my other take, I'm gonna tell you this. I had a different takeaway from that actually. After watching that video, I just think about how quickly I said, when we watched it earlier, and I said white woman tears, white women love to fake cry about stuff. We've seen plenty of videos. That lady at that uh, Bath Bath and Beyond, and yeah. she cr- she fake cried everywhere. She's Every time, fall on the floor. Right fall on floor. I'm tired <laughs> of seeing white women constantly cry, constantly um play the victim. Play the vi- yeah, play the victim. The the dude walking in the park and. The lady calls the police and said, "Help me! He's trying to attack you." The yeah, black man. That was like, wild. yo, that's like, crazy, that bro. Him killed or fucked up or something. And like, you know what? I'm glad you bring that up because I I feel as though people who call the police and give like false statements like that or call the police on false pretenses should either do time or get some kind of fine, like some a re- ridiculous fine yeah. like like a fine that would make them not do it again like ten to twenty thousand dollar fine yeah. because you put people lives in danger and i i got a story about that i was uh i was going to have dinner with the work friend right mm-hmm. he, he lived out in a really good areas out in kirkwood so I, I pull up in front of his house now i'm on the phone talking to talking to my wife having a conversation right Lady across the street keep peeking out her window at me, right? Mm-hmm. Looking like, who is that? Who is that? Right? So five, four or five police cars just rushing. Mm-hmm. And they're coming up to me, open the door, guns pointing, get out the car, get out the car, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what's going on, right? So mm-hmm. then my my work friend or my, my boss comes running out the house, like, what's going on? It's like this man is armed and dangerous. He blah blah. blah. It's like no, 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 no. He's he, he works with me. He's my assistant. He's coming over for dinner. And so, as 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 they pulling me up off the ground, taking the handcuffs off me, the lady across the street, which I found out was his mother-in-law, hmm. is the one who called. And so when the police was like. No, she called and she was like, I didn't know he was with you. I was just nervous. I didn't know him. I was scared. But she called and told them that. I was looking at houses and I had a gun and she was scared. Right? I'm mm-hmm. on the phone, but somehow I have a gun and she's scared. And at that point, I'm like, yo, I'm not standing for that. I'm gonna go. Home. And you no, know, it was it was pretty it was it was it's tough. Right. Yeah. It was tough at work for a while because like I, I almost got killed. Like things were bad for me. Like that was scary as shit. And it's just like nothing happened to her. There was no consequence. There was there was nothing. There, there was nothing. Yeah. And, and that bothered me. And so it was just like, yeah, I'm cool with him. I know his kids, his you know, his wife and stuff. 
But in the back of my mind, whenever he's like, hey, we should go hang out, blah, 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 that's always there. Yeah. Like, I haven't been over to his house or anything. Uh, and, the, and that's the scary thing. I have, like, because I have anxiety, I have this morbid fear of one day, I'm the police are going to pull me over because somebody said they felt unsafe. And then they're going to take me to jail and throw away the key. How many men have been thrown in jail because a, a white woman cries? How many men have been beaten? How many black men have been beaten to death, lynched because a white woman cries? How many black men? Like, it's it's ridiculous. And the, prop, the problem is they do this and nothing happens. Nothing happens to them. If it was, a, if it was some kind of repercussion to, to what they're doing, I guarantee you it will stop. No. Uh-huh. If they start if they start start getting jail time, they start getting these crazy fines, oh it will stop. If you if you if you get like three or four months in jail, oh I guarantee you it stop. They ain't trying to go to jail. Mm. I don't know. They get dra- they get dragged on Twitter and they get bullied off the internet. There's that, but, yeah, but, but it's all, not, it's not but all that does is turn them into a white nationalist. <laughs> no, seriously, like that, that, that is, that is the cycle of pain. I hate to quote Naruto like this, but that's what we're in. All right. Mm-hmm. And this is something I feel like bullying people off the internet and all that stuff. Yeah. It's fun. I think it's hilarious, Yeah, but it doesn't help anything. It makes it worse. So when you take away somebody's voice, you take away, you take it away. It's easy to go like, yeah, you know, we can we can show you, we can help you, we can empower you. I would um. So I would I halfway I agree, I kind of agree with that because here's the thing, and I've said this on this podcast before. You're never going to convert a racist or a bigot or anybody by pointing at them and calling them a racist or a bigot over and over again and calling them stupid. Because no, what happens is when you attack a person, you're always going to, um, if you're attacked, you're going to go in defense mode. Yep. You're going to go, you're going to double down. You're not going to listen. You, no, you're not. You, you're going to always, you're always going to have your guards up. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to say you're in the right. You're going to, if you feel attacked, you're going to want to lash out. So I, I agree with that. I can understand that because, but let's get back to this lady here because we were going off on a we, whole we, change. Yeah, we went off. This, but, this lady is a bad parent. Um, I, I'm not. I'm never the guy who says call CPS, but call CPS. And the reason why I say that is because that's not look. That's only. That's got to be the tip of the iceberg of how manipulative she is. You, you have to say look. That's like it has to be worse than that. Like. Women turn men into dogs. Man turn women into a uh, man turn women into a uh, what's what's what I'm looking for? Bitches. Bitches. There we go. <laughs> Fathers make sluts. Mothers make monsters. Where did you hear that from? Or you just kind of? Uh, what's her name? Itania, Isania, the older black lady. Oh yeah, I love her. So, a mother who does that to his son. It's going to ruin him. Like he's not going to trust women. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to think everybody's out to manipulate him to make him feel a certain way. Like she don't know how dangerous that is for his psyche. Like yeah. it, it can mess him up bad. Well, it'll all he not only will he not trust women, but he will he won't have he won't have a high opinion of them either. Because no. I'm I, every man who does not who has a hatred for women or has the largest respect for for women, it is always because of his mom mm-hmm. or women in the women that are always in close proximity of him. Yep. Like, how can I put it? And I'm going to use, like, if you see your mom constantly playing dudes and she's talking to a whole bunch of different dudes and she's constantly playing them, in the back of your mind, you're going to say that that's all women. If you yeah. see that growing up, that's all women. You hear your sisters talk about how they got this dude giving them money, they got that dude giving them money, he's wrapped around her finger, you know, or I'm playing him. The stuff like that, that's always gonna affect the young man. And he's always like the you know, the uh common saying where uh they'll be like, Why does this guy hate black women? Your mama black, your cousin's black, your sister black, but yeah. you hate black women. I'm like, Yeah, he hates black women because those black women 
fucked them up. Yeah. yeah I mean, if I'm being honest, that's, that's pretty much it. Because mm-hmm. if you see that growing up, man, you gonna, it's going to mess with you and you're going to feel like that that's all women. Yeah. Like it's it's just gonna it's gonna make you feel like that's all women. So you gotta be careful with your kids and with your sons. Like I have daughters and I am very careful about the things I do in front of them and how I treat them and how I treat their mom and all that stuff. It's just like I could ruin them. I can turn them into the very thing I hate. Yeah. And I don't wanna do that. So you have to be careful. And she right now she don't know, but she's just creating a monster. Yeah, I don't. I, me, I have my daughter looks just like her mom, and I can't. I know I cannot say anything negative about her mom in front of her. Just off the strength that this is somebody who looks like you. This is somebody who came from you know you came yeah. from this person. So if I have a negative attitude about your mama, somebody you came from. And I'm supposed to be the man in your life. I'm your father, you know, and I don't like your mom like that, or I'm disrespectful to your mom. You're going to internalize that. And that's what happens with a lot of little boys. Mm-hmm. A lot of little boys, they don't have their fathers. No. A lot of them are spitting images of their fathers. Yes, they are. So already they don't have any, they don't know where to go. That's the first thing. They don't know where to go, what to do with themselves. No. They have no guidance. And not on top of that, your mom is being manipulated to you. Your mom is holding resentment towards you. Your mom, like, it's so much crap that goes on with being a little boy that yeah. nobody wants to take care of or discuss. Yeah. And because he, society as a whole don't care about men, especially black men. Yeah. That That's just that. Like, how can I put it? <sighs> I know we're running out of time here. We got about 10 minutes left, but they say they want man to express their emotions and they'll be more emotional. And when we do, we get shit on. Mm-hmm. All right. They talk about the very essence of being a man. Talk about masculine energy and it's so toxic and all of that stuff. But it's necessary. And people say, oh, well, why is toxic energy necessary? Blah, blah, blah. And I always say this. I'm like, okay, well, if a um, zombie apocalypse came and everybody's destroying stuff, who's going to build society? Like, what if you look at The Walking Dead, right? And I don't know if you guys watched The Walking Dead, but when the group was most successful, it's when Rick was a savage. Mm-hmm. When Rick was a savage, took charge, didn't want to hear shit from anybody, and just made stuff happen, that's when they were safest. Niggas only survive in any zombie movie or any survivalist movie. It's always the dickhead who is always the one that is he's always right in the end. We can't let these people in. We ain't got food for them. We ain't got room for them. You have to have a heart. These people beat us. And then you let them people in. Or you be you're too nice. And then they ruin it for everybody. I mean, like you look at it like this, like the governor was a fucked up, toxic ass person, right? But they had a nice society. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they did fucked up stuff, but majority of the people living in that place was comfortable and yeah. happy. Think about Negan. Negan was fucked up. Society. He actually had a thing where everybody was contributing to make it work. I mean, granted, it it was it was foul the way he was doing it, but what I'm saying is, man, we have things inside of us, right? And we need to be able to understand that and express that and learn from it. It's just like, oh yeah, cat calling. Cat calling is so bad unless he's cute. Yeah. So it's like don't don't crap on our masculinity. Ma- being a masculine man is good and it's necessary. I, I like I tell people all the time. I'm like yeah, like I I am very masculine. Oh you're you're toxic and I'm like yes I'm and I'm I'm okay with that and I accept it. I accept it as a part of me and I know when I need to be like that and I know when to suppress it. But that's who I am, and if but you that's yeah, that's men, and, and that's why you need a father in general. Because you have to learn, you have to learn when it's necessary and when when you need to suppress it. And the problem with a lot of these young guys is that, like, imagine being a boy and you've been told that everything about you is shit. Everything mm-hmm. like, oh, you toxic and men and doing this. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. So now you have a bunch of men. 
who don't know how to deal with all of that energy. Yeah. And that's and that's why you have people getting you have, to the you have a bu- you have a bunch of men being raised by women who don't know what it's like to be a little boy. Yeah, like and and that's and that's the problem. We like the difference between being a six year being a ten years old and then you hitting twelve, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a big difference. It's a huge difference. Cause like now you have your body is growing in different ways and you're way stronger than you were, and you have all this energy and you have this aggression that is not and it's not it's not by your it's not your fault. It's just how you were built biologically. And you and you don't know what to do with that issue. So this is probably going to be a good topic because I know we're running out of time, but I got a one topic th- for another episode. I got one thing, one other thing to say real I, quick. Well, this, oh. this is what I'm going to say, because right? I'm masculine and I'm proud of my masculinity. And, and, one, and one of my biggest things is just that uh, don't try to don't try to change who don't try to fight nature. Like lately, I just feel like people are just fighting nature. Mm, like, 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 and when I say fighting against nature, I mean like we were built a certain way. Men and women were built a certain way, okay. And the certain characteristics that men are just gonna have all of us, and the certain characteristics that women are gonna have all of us. If you don't like it, that's fine. That you don't like it, you don't have to like it. But you can't change everybody into who you want to be because it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. I'm I um put a post where I said. Ladies, stop sending your man to the grocery store because he always gonna get it wrong. And they're like, "No, I'm still gonna keep sending him to the grocery store." Okay, you gonna send him to the grocery store? You gonna send him to do laundry? Nine times out of ten, most of these guys they gonna get it wrong. And you know how many times I get sent to the store with the list, and I'm like, I don't bring everything back, they or I get the wrong thing, or, yeah. or, or I'm like, "Yo, let me make a substitute because we don't have this. I can get this." And then you bring it back. Well, nobody wants this shit. And then you. Why would you bring that back? It's bleach. You asked for bleach on there. I said specifically Clorox bleach. Well, this is sunshine bleach. It's the same thing. It's the same. I mean, bleach, bleach. Well, if you wanted it so badly, then you didn't take your. I'm part of it. You see me to the store. Get some sugar. I'm this is getting the cheapest sugar I see on the shelf. This is somebody who works in retail, mind you. Okay, you see me to the store. Hey, you know, you, hey, I'm finna, I'm finna drop some knowledge. You know why I know why I'm that way? All right, you got own brand sugar, you got CNA sugar. Guess what? That's normally a distribution deal. So CNA sugar packages the own brand sugar. You got Perry Farm milk, you got store brand milk. Guess what? Perry Farm. Packages the store brand milk. Do you think it's different milk? No. You got craft cheese, off-brand cheese. The store brand packages. I mean the off, I mean the, the main brand packages the off-brand. So you you gotta understand. We, it's we, really, we're not gonna get off into we can't no, get off into no, no, this. No, 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 fuck that. You started this. I'm gonna pick look, no, it's no, really listen. the same <laughs> shit. All right, and the reason why I'm getting off of this because. I play tricks with people all the time, right? I remember when I was a kid, my granny was like, hey, go to the store, get me some CNA sugar. So I went to the store. I'm like, man, I know it's the same. She was like, it's different. It don't mix better. So I went to the store and I got regular sugar. I went home, poured it in the CNA sugar bag. My granny got CNA sugar. I make me this. So I'm going to see like, yeah, that CNA sugar is the best. I'm like, you know, that's not CNA. What you mean? I'm like, well, I bought the own brand and I poured it in the CNA sugar bread. Smack, smack, smiggity smack. Go grab a switch. I'm like, but, 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 good. Yeah. But she couldn't tell the difference, right? Mm-hmm. That's the point I'm making. I'm, it's the same. Like, look, but look, the, look. that's what I'm saying, though, is like back to the point of just don't. <laughs> there's some things we just can and can't do. And I'm like, one of them is stop sending me to the store. Okay. Don't do it. If you. Now we have apps. You know what you can do? Order that shit online and then tell me to go pick it up. I can do that. Hey, I'm all for pickup orders. Yeah, pick it. Yeah, listen. We are in the 22nd, 21st, 21st, whatever century it is. Order it online. I'm saving you now. Go on Instacart or whatever, order it online, set it to pick up, and then send your man to go pick it up if you got to be. Don't send them with a list. Nah. Don't send them with a list. Because. Two things gonna happen. Either he's gonna uh forget something or you're gonna get a call like every ten minutes. Yeah. 
And me. Then you might as well just went on your own because you're still going to do the shopping. He's I, just out there. I video check the entire time. Is this what you want? Is this what you want? Is this what you want? I should have went to the store. You sure right. Mm-hmm. You should have went to the store. But since I'm here, you're going to stay on this phone and I'm going to make sure I get the right stuff because I ain't going back out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Matt doesn't really watch it, but around this time of the year, certain days, I do not go to the store. I watch football. Football Sunday, don't even ask. You're going to get the worst look in the world. The game's on. Can you go to the store? I'm going to be looking like, huh? Fuck is the store? Watch football. I, I have a, my thing is when a new game comes out, don't ask me anything. A new game comes out, or if I'm watching the fighting game tournaments, that's my football. So it's like. Well, I, I understand that because I will. It's, it's certain games to me. Like, but you know what? I will say, I will say my wife is cool about that. Yeah. Like, like. When Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, I didn't hear one complaint about me playing the game. But what was the rule of, Yeah, the rule of thumb is if you if he's doing something he likes, don't ask him. The under well was understood though. Once I beat this game, the system will have to stay off for a while. <laughs> and so in my mind, I'm like, all right, I drag this out as long as I can. Because I know once I beat that game, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well, I know these games ain't the games you really want to play, so I need you. It's like, yeah, all right. So it was like I got my big games. Like if God of War, Final Fantasy game come out, some one of the big games, I will be left alone. I'll be able to play my game in peace. And that's a privilege that most men don't have. So I just want to throw a shout out and say thank you, because a lot of men don't have that privilege. Mm. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I'm glad that you were, you know. I, I just had to throw it out there because that's good. You shouting out your wife. You giving her the respect she, I know, I know, she deserves. I know a know. lot of guys who sit down as soon as they sit down and play the game. You want a game again? Uh, don't you do anything else? I don't hear that, and I I'm happy that. I don't hear it. Yeah. So, especially since all they do is watch reality TV all day. But that's another story. That is a certain females, but okay. B to the MAC, aka Young Fresh to Death, aka that despicable nigga over there, the COVID conqueror. Rawr. You're going to hear me Rawr. Rawr. All right, Again, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much uh, the Despicable Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, we the used Despicable to be the, Podcast on Instagram. We used to be the Despicable Truth, but now we're just the Despicable Podcast. The most Despicable Podcast on the internet. Check us out, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.